You are tuned in to On Air with Chris Janifel. Welcome back on air with Chris Janifel as we continue our player spotlight series with the 2020 NFL draft class. And I'm now joined by the linebacker out of Urbana University. He's Joe Marshall, fellow Chicago guy as well. Joe, really appreciate you taking the time this evening. How's everything going? And it's going great, Chris. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Really appreciate you taking the time. Um, you know, I, I like to get the small school prospects on, um, especially this year. I mean, it's been such a totally different draft process. And obviously, this will be your only time going through this process, Joe. But the coronavirus outbreak has really, uh, really messed a lot of the draft process up. I mean, it, it's canceled a bunch of pro days. It canceled the NFL top 30 visits. How have you been kind of how have you been able to work throughout all this uh, coronavirus stuff? How has this impacted you as a draft prospect? I mean, it's impacted me like it's been kind of crazy. You know, I haven't, I wasn't able to do my pro day or go to my uh, any any team workouts and stuff that was scheduled for me upcoming. Uh, but you know, I actually like you know I'm fortunate enough that I actually like live in the gym. You know. Like, I'm actually here 24-7. You know, I'm a part of the cleaning crew that's making sure that everything's sterilized. And, you know, I still try and, like, get some work in, get some type of work in, whether it's field work, footwork, or, like, you know, the weight room, weight room-wise. You know? Yeah, certainly. Certainly. So, Joe, I mean, just start talk about the draft process in general. Uh, early on in this process, before COVID-19 was able to – kind of throw a curveball into any of this, you had a couple of all-star game opportunities you were able to participate in. You are able to play in the National Bowl in Daytona Beach, Florida, and then you're also able to play in the Dream Bowl, which took place in Salem, Virginia. Can you just talk about each of those opportunities, what it was like to, uh, you know, strap up one last time in a, a college football all-star game setting and represent Urbana University? Yeah, man, it was a blessing, actually. Like, you know, I actually didn't know, you know, what my next step forward was, like, after season and stuff. And, you know, I actually got reached out by the director of the FCS Bowl, and, uh, you know, he invited me down and stuff. And, you know, that experience was amazing, man. Like, you know, just a nice weather and meeting NFL, CFL coaches and being around scouts and also great players, man. Like, you know, it's like you come around all these gifted players and it's like, you know, like you're not the best, like that's at your school and stuff anymore. You're, you're around like a bunch of talent and like, they want to see scouts want to see like how you compete. Like, you know, you all like brought into a hotel. It seems like, it's just like how rookie mini camp is, you know, you all brought into a hotel. You're there for like a couple of days. You got to be stuffed with plays and stuff like that. So, you know, I think they want to just see how you, uh, how you react and stuff with all that information going around and stuff. And, also with the Dream Bowl, like man, Dream Bowl, it was amazing, but it was crazy. Like, uh, you know, most people don't know except for like a couple few. But you know, I actually flew into the wrong airport. You know, on my way there, you know, oh, I, wow. you know, my first time, you know, flying by myself. You know, I typed in like Salem, you know, and it actually took me to like Salem, West Virginia, you know, and that's like four hours away from where I was supposed to be. So you know, I had to take like a Uber. You know, Uber was like four hundred dollars. So you know, and get my flight changed and this and that. So, you know, it was just that whole stress about, you know, beginning before the game. And then, you know, I had to, like, wake up in, like, two hours for registration and all that stuff. So, and get right to practice. So, you know, it was it was a, it was a crazy day. But, you know, the experience is great, man. 
That's that's incredible, man. I mean, that's uh, I mean, I'm sorry to hear that happen, but I mean, at the end of the day, that'll only make the story that much better. Um, and it just goes to show how committed you are and how um, important that opportunity was for you. Even though you flew into the wrong airport, you still decided to make that four or five hour drive to Salem, Virginia, to participate in the Dream Bowl. That's that's just incredible. Were you able to meet with any teams uh, at either of those events? Any idea how the NFL is viewing you as a prospect as we are about a week away from the NFL draft? Yes, uh, I spoke with actually the Lions at the FCS Bowl and the Texans, and then I actually met the same scout again at the Dream Bowl from the Texans, and uh, I also spoke with the coach prior to uh, the, the Dream Bowl and stuff. Uh, you know, they view me as a typical pro-typical linebacker, you know, a run stuffer. You know, uh, a lot of teams, like, knew I could stop the run very good. You know, they wanted to test me out in uh, space. So I played, actually, Sam in the FCS Bowl and Dream Bowl. So, you know, on film, you see me playing Sam, Mike, and Will, you know, just showing them my versatility and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy that, you know, they being in these dream bowls, you never know, like, who you're around. Like, some of these prospects are, like, actually on the, like, these team draft boards and stuff like that. So, I think just me going out there and just being me and playing and just showing them how physical I am and just how much I love the game, like, you know, actually got me noticed and stuff, you know. You know, so it was a lesson. Again, he's Joe Marshall, the 2020 NFL draft prospect, linebacker out of Urbana University, Division Two prospect, had an opportunity participated in a couple all-star game events, the FCS National Bowl, as well as the Dream Bowl. And, uh, Joe, when did you realize, I'm sure the NFL, I'm sure professional football in general has always been the dream, Joe, but when did you realize you had what, you know, what it took to make that dream a reality? Man, I just, I realized, like, the hard work it actually took with school, you know, like I always, you know, at first I didn't actually start playing football to my junior year of high school. You know, I was one of them, you know, rough kids, grew up in a rough neighborhood and stuff, you know, had the wrong influences around me and stuff. So, you know, I'm going to be honest, like, like most kids, like I wasn't a natural leader, you know, I was a follower, but, you know, something, something like made me want more, like something sparked in my head, like, you know, like living in the hood and stuff, like it just seemed like a rerun over and over. And it's like, I thought it had to be way more than life. And, you know, something just wanted to play football, you know, like something let my anger and aggression out and stuff. And at first I tried it when I was like a freshman and, you know, the whole coaches yelling at me and the conditioning and all that stuff, it wasn't for me, you know. And you know, I came back my junior year, you know, uh, you know, ready to lead the team and stuff as a leader. And uh, I actually have a great close friend that Chris Covington, you know, me and him always made things as a, competition like whether it was the classroom or on the field and stuff you know because we always wanted to be great so you know he pushed me and I pushed him and um you know yeah it's it's great man and for those not familiar Chris Covington you know he's a Chicago native as well now playing linebacker for the Dallas Cowboys turned himself into an NFL draft pick um Joe you're from the same high school as I mentioned Al Raby High School in Chicago uh, you have an interesting journey, though. You've kind of bounced around a little bit. You went to the College of DuPage, a local junior college, uh, uh, one of the top junior college uh, football programs over the last few years. From there, you went to McNeese State uh, in Louisiana, and then uh, obviously now you're coming out of Urbana University in uh, Urbana, Ohio. I mean, can you just kind of talk about your journey uh, and how you've gotten to where you're at today? 
Man, like, first off, my journey, you know, going to COD, you know, it was kind of crazy because it's like I, I, like, I, I, like I had terrible grades in high school. Like, you know, I graduated, like, with a 2.0. But, you know, like, you know, when I told you I wasn't playing football, you know, I thought D's and C's is cool and stuff like that, you know. And, you know, it actually messed me up for recruiting and stuff. So it's like my junior year of high school, like, I knew no matter if I got A's and D's, which I did, you know, like, my junior senior year, like, I had to go the JUCO route, you know, and, like, it just always stuck with me. So I was working hard even though I knew I had to go JUCO. Then, you know, when I went to college, DuPage, it was kind of like a, you know, a wake-up call, you know, like, yeah, we, we're a top program and stuff like that. But, you know, I'm a ward of the state, so it's like I don't really have much help and stuff from, like, family and friends and stuff like that. So it's like uh, I went out there, 18, like, we don't got dorms and stuff, you know, so it's like I had to find a lease, you know, to be on. You know, parents don't, you know, parents don't want to put anybody on their lease with their kids and stuff. So, you know, I'm looking around. I'm going on Craigslist, shopping around for apartments. I found me like a little studio in downtown Wheaton. It's like nine fifty a month, you know, and I saved up some money from working that summer. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm staying there and, you know, I'm walking to college be paid like four times a day, like in the morning time to get to morning ways after, you know, then I like eat like some noodles, a little microwave TV dinner. Then I, like, walk right back, practice, condition, walk right back, you know. And, you know, it's kind of crazy for me because uh, actually Coach Foster, man, like, he didn't actually know I was doing all that stuff. And, you know, he seen the level of commitment and stuff. And, you know, he's just one of them old school coaches, like, no excuses, you know, like, blame nobody, you know, no excuse, do something about it. So, uh, you know, once he found out, like, you know, my passion for the game, he kind of pushed me harder and stuff. Then, uh towards the winter and stuff like it kind of got hard for me to get to school you know I was walking I have no car or bike you know no bus route was right there and stuff so uh you know I stopped going to school to class and stuff like that you know it was my red shirt season I was in like 18 credit hours you know and you know I actually passed only like three to six credit hours that semester I got a job at Duncan because you know I needed money to pay rent and stuff and you know I just started working for the remainder of that semester and stuff uh came up with a plan with my counselor that, you know, I was going to take some classes in the spring, trying to take like 18 credit hours, trying to catch up, you know, and then I actually took some classes in the summer to, to meet the uh, eligibility requirements to play in the next season and stuff and boost my GPA up. But uh, so uh, after that, my bad, uh, if I'm talking too fast. No, you're doing so, great, man. You are doing absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So, so after that, like, you know, like I, and you know, to say I've been in school, like, ever since I got in school, like, I always took summer class. You know, that's why I was at College of DuPage so long. I was actually supposed to leave after my red shirt season and just play one season, but my GPA, it wasn't high enough, you know, to go D1 and stuff like that, and I always wanted to go D1 and stuff, and, uh, you know, I made it I made it my personal issue. Like, I was going to work hard enough to, you know, go D1. Uh, uh, so, you know, I stuck, I stuck it out. You know, I went to class, you know, I became a leader. And uh, I actually had interest from, like, Washington State to play Sam. But at that time, I was, like, 240, you know. So I bounced around even at COD. Like, uh, I bounced around from Sam linebacker to Will linebacker to Mike linebacker. So it's like I'm used to playing the positions and stuff, you know. And uh, I actually, like, cut weight. You know, I got more leaner and stuff. And then – uh. Actually, going to McNeese, speaking about McNeese, like, it was crazy. So, so a lot of teams wanted me, but they were scared to, like, pull the trigger because they seen, like, 
okay, like this kid got a history of getting C's and this and that. Why he gets C's this semester and A's and stuff and stuff this semester. And then the whole first semester, they see like I just failed. You know what I'm saying? So they were scared to pull the trigger, but they had interest. You know, they are, it's always that, okay, who's talking to you? You know, who's interested and stuff like that. You know, but it's like they only pull the trigger when somebody else pulled the trigger, you know. So you know how that goes, like nobody pulls the trigger. But, but you know, Magnese came in, you know, with a couple D2s. And, you know, I was a kid that, you know, I was proud of every offer I had. I had NAI offers, D2, D3. You know, I posted them all, you know. Like, it wasn't no pride thing to me, you know. And it actually helped me. You know, it's like I started posting, like, NAI offers, excuse me, getting, like, D3 offers, D3 offers, getting D2 offers, D2 offers, getting, like, D1AA and stuff like that, you know, and then interest from, like, FBS schools, so, you know, that's, it was a crazy roller coaster for me, so, uh, when Magnese came, like, you know, they said they loved me, you know, they was willing to offer me, I had, like, a, I had a 2.3 GPA at the time, and I had to take 18 credit hours in the spring, and, you know, like, most junior college kids, like, I waited to take the hardest classes, like, at the end of the whole journey. So it's like, I got to take college-level math. I got to take a weather class. I got to take science. I got to take a politics class. Like, I got the craziest schedule ever. Like, <laughs> schools don't believe I'm a pass. Like, and, like, the crazy thing was to be eligible, you know, with that 2.5 GPA, I needed to pass all 18 credit hours and I needed to come up with that semester with like a 3.5 you know what I'm saying so you know it's crazy like I actually did come past all them classes I came up with a 3.5 like I'm happy you know I'm like man like you know you take a break you be like man I got this little break you know graduation coming up and stuff like that you know I'm excited to get to Magnese early and start working training and stuff like that you know I get that call like you know it's that call like okay like yeah Joe it was something that we missed you know, like, we can't, you can't, you can't come here no more, and, like, you know, that just broke my heart, I'm like, man, I just did all this, I went through all this in junior college, like, of starving, you know, sleepless nights, and this and that, you know, like, what you mean I can't come, like, it's got to be some, some way I could come, something I can do, you know, I thought it was, like, something on my part that I was doing wrong, but, you know, uh, so, since I was in junior college, my redshirt year, and I played two, like, basically, I only had, like, 100, 200-level classes. So I needed, like, 300, 400-level classes to be considered, like, a junior, senior, and stuff like that. So they told me, like, man, like, you got to, like, it's, it's, it's two days before I walk the stage at COD. they like, man, you got to take summer classes, 12 credit hours, 300, 400-level classes, and stuff like that. So I'm like, oh, man, like, another, it's, I'm like, it never ends. I told my counselor, like, it never ends and stuff with school. And, you know, you, we kind of laughed about it and stuff. But, you know, I grinded out the summer and stuff, you know, uh, taking, like, uh, calculus, pre-calculus and all that stuff, man, trigonometry and, you know, an art class, art appreciation class and all that stuff, you know, like just grinding it out. And then uh, I, I finished up. So, you know, I was able to report to camp like August, you know, but it's like, you know, uh, they done already went through the summer and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm a little behind, so they're trying to catch me up and get me acclimated to the weather and stuff like that. And, you know, it was it was tough. I ain't going to lie. Like, you know, like, you think you're in shape until you go down in that heat and it's something different in the boot. Like, you know, I was in Louisiana, and, you know, I'm out there. I'm like, bro, you know, I'm cocky, too. You know, I always wore, like, long sleeves during practice and stuff like that. So I'm out there with a black, a black long sleeve, and then I got, like, a little hoodie jacket, a little cut-off hoodie. 
they like, boy, you sure you want to do that? I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, man. <laughs> Talking about my whole body cramp up. And, you know, it was kind of crazy because, like, and after that, I, like, literally stopped wearing all the long sleeves and all the black this and that. Like, you know, for practice and stuff, like, we used to get, like, oranges and grapes and stuff, like, in between practice, like, for our little break and stuff. But, like, when most people get water and stuff, we get oranges and grapes and stuff, you know, to help cool us down and stuff. Like, it used to be so hot out there, man. I'm talking about, like, our cleats are burning at the bottom. Like, <laughs> you have to get a new pair of cleats almost every day because the bottom just burns off. And, uh, you know, it was a great experience for me. You know, I had some great coaches there. Uh, Coach Guidry, man, like, man, like, they seen something in me that, you know, I didn't even see it myself. You know, they came all the way from Louisiana to get me from Chicago. So, you know, I was excited, man, excited of the process. And, uh, you know, I actually was behind B.J. Blunt. You know, he he was a prospect and stuff a year, like a year ahead of me and stuff. And, you know, he got dra- undrafted free agent with the Redskins and stuff. And, you know, just talking to my linebacker coach, like they always like draft better linebackers than they had the year previous and stuff. So, you know, they, they was looking at me to become the man after BJ and stuff, you know. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you about what it was like to, you know, play alongside BJ Blunt being the same linebacker room as B.J. Blunt. As you mentioned, he went on to sign with the Washington Redskins. He recently just signed with the CFL now, but a fantastic athlete. He was actually in the East-West Shrine game a year ago. Um, He won conference defensive player of the year. He was a tackling machine. He made plays. Um, You know, the guy had a motor unlike any other. What was was it like to play alongside him? How were you guys able to kind of complement each other? Um, What was that experience like? Man, that experience was great, man. Like, I learned so much from BJ and stuff, like, just how to be a leader. And just, I just seen, like, you know, you guys seen all the acclimates and stats and this and that, but I seen this man be relentless every day at practice. Like, you know, it, it wasn't just the game, like, practice. He, he, like, you know how they say, like, you practice how you play? Like, that's exactly how he practiced. And, like, you know, practice was like we was going like 120, 130%. He just was that energy guy. You know, like, he just was that person that, you know, just gives the whole team energy. And, like, you know, me learning from BJ and stuff, like, you know, just learning about how to break down film. Like, you know, he – and, like, I actually – like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I actually thought, like, you know, BJ wouldn't like me at first when I first came in because, you know, how okay, they got a junior college prospect trying to come in. You know, we try, I'm trying to play just like him. So I'm thinking he's going to look at me as competition and stuff. But, you know, he opened – his arms to me. He welcomed me in as a brother and stuff. You know, he invited me to his house to, like, break down film. Like, we used to train. Like, you know, he used to push me out to practice. We will run gashes and stuff. Like, you know, that's – it's the little stuff that, you know, people don't know that went on and stuff like that that helped me get to where I am. And, you know, uh, BJ's amazing, man. Like, I talk to him every now and then. You know, I actually just talked to him yesterday. He wished me happy birthday and stuff, man. Like, you know, he down there in the boot. Like, I got to slide on him, actually, so he can get some training and stuff done. Absolutely. Again, he's Joe Marshall, the 2020 NFL Draft prospect linebacker out of Urbana University. So, from McNeese State, you go to Urbana, a Division II school in Ohio, and that would be where you finish your collegiate career at. How was your experience there? And uh, just overall, how would you just describe your overall uh, college football experience beginning at College of DuPage, um, you know, having a stint there at the D1 level at McNeese State and then finishing up at the Division Two level at Urbana? Man, I say uh, Urbana, man, like, you know, actually it's crazy. Like, Urbana was one of the D2 teams that was recruiting me and stuff. 
and I was actually going to commit there before I went to Magnese. Like, like, uh, but you know, when Magnese came, like, you know, they offered, you know, everything, man, like full everything. So it was something that I couldn't pass up and stuff. And, you know, I actually went to back to Urbana and stuff. You know, I still had good relations with the coaches because, you know, I always was, uh, you know, pressed. My coaches always told me, like, you want to, like, leave, like, good impressions with people and stuff like that. You never know, like, when you might need them or, you know, how, how life might end up. So, you know, I always kept a good contact with them and stuff. And, uh, like, it was, it, was, it was different. Like, it was a good experience and stuff because it's blue collar. Like, you know, it's blue collar. There's no distractions for real. Like, you're in the middle of nowhere. Like, there's no reason why you shouldn't be a great football player with no no distractions and stuff. I mean, Columbus is 40 minutes out, but you know, other than that, like, there's nothing to do. Like, it's just football. Hey, Joakim Noah said it best, man. Joakim Noah said it best. I, I won't reiterate the quote, but we know we know what Joakim Noah thinks about Ohio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I remember it too, man. I used to joke with my teammates all the time, man. You know, uh, you know, they'd be like, man, like, you know, what Chicago got and stuff like that. I'd be like, man, Chicago's crazy, you know. But, you know, I actually, I, I love that I'm from Chicago because Chicago, like, you know, like, and, you know, I'm sorry to go off topic, but, you know, I'm talking to, like, some of my friends and stuff in Louisiana and, like, I'm just telling them about some of the stuff that I done experienced and seen in Chicago. And, you know, they're just telling me, like, you know, that ain't, it ain't normal. You know what I'm saying? Like, some of the stuff, like, we see here and, like, experience, like, ain't normal other places. And it kind of, like, shocked me. Like, man, like, this don't go on here. Like, you would, you would think, like, they'll see or, you know, hear about some stuff like that, like, in some of them places and stuff like that. But it's crazy they actually don't, though. You know, so that, that's another crazy thing. That's that's for another topic. Uh, but, yeah, uh, so Urbana, like, you know, it actually humbled, it humbled me. You know, going from, like, D1 to a D2, like, man, like, you know, the weight room, like, it was small, man. Like, it was like we was, like, in a little shed and stuff, like, with metal weights and stuff like that. And, you know, and, like, man, you you just, like, man, like, I just went from this, having all this to now this and stuff like that, you know. Because at D1, like, I know I wasn't the only D1 player. Like, you know, even at Magnese, we had a lot. But, you know, you used to be like, man, I wish we had a little bit more and this and that and stuff like that. And, you know, you find out, like, man, it's like that everywhere. But then, like, when you actually drop down a level and stuff, like, you actually appreciate everything you had at the last level and stuff like that. So, you know, it was a it was a very humbling experience for me and stuff. Uh, you know, uh, the coaches was great. I actually got to coach. Uh, my my defensive coordinator was Joe Neiman. Man, he was he was great. Man, my head coach, Coach Haynes, and my linebacker coach, Coach Evans. You know. Uh, they was great. You know, they actually taught me a lot more about football. You know, I had Lance Gidry at Magnese. So, you know, I just took everything that I learned from my defensive coordinators and stuff and, you know, just applied it to the game and stuff. You know, I came in as a grad student, so I had a little bit more time. You know, like I had my grad classes, but since they was online, I had more time to, like, watch film, be in the weight room, do some mobility, you know, like just do the little stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Joe, for those not familiar with your game, how would you describe it? It sounds like something you take big pride in is the versatility you bring to a defense, your ability to play more than just one linebacker position, your willingness uh, and intelligence to be able to play pretty much anywhere on the field, uh, you know, at the linebacker position. I mean, what would you say is your biggest strength that you bring to a defense? I actually think it's my physicality, man. And it might sound crazy, but, you know, like, you know, this is a physical game. Like, you know, you can't be scared, you know, and just scared to get hurt or scared of nothing. You know, I think, like, uh, you know, 
I'm physical, man. And it's like, I'm willing to get the job done no matter what it takes and stuff. It's like, you know, all the aches and bruises, like I can handle that after the game. You know what I'm saying? Like during the game, I don't really be tripping. I don't even feel it. You know, like my adrenaline just be through the roof, you know, like, you know, and it's like, I really put pride in sacrificing like myself for my teammates and my coaches and stuff, man. Cause you know, like they give me the most energy and will to do it. You know, that's like, I do it. I have my why and stuff too, but you know, when I'm on a team and stuff, like, them my brothers. Like, you know, I love them just like I love my own and stuff. So, you know, I do whatever it takes for my team. But also my versatility is a good it's a good part. You know, I'm able to cover the tight end. You know, I'm able to stop the run. I'm able to set the edge. You know, I, you know like I said earlier, I do whatever it takes. And, uh, you know, just, just team seeing that, like, I think it's kind of like, eye-opening. Like, you know, I came to a team like Urbana. You know, I wasn't the the I wasn't the guy you know I was a rotational linebacker but for everything that I was able to accomplish and stuff there like you know I'm I'm still blessed I'm glad I caught the eyes and attention of some teams and stuff like during season like teams are asking about me and stuff but you know like another crazy thing is a lot of scouts like you know when I was talking to them like at these all-star games and stuff they don't actually know where Urbana is you know so you know by me helping like put this school on the map a little bit more you know that's another reason why I went to Urbana like you know, like the previous two seasons, like they had like a, uh, a record of like five and six. And I'm like, man, like, you know, like I don't want to go to no school that I already have a winning record and this and that and all that stuff. I want to go somewhere and like be a program changer, like try and be a program changer, like try and change the culture there and stuff. And, you know, just try and give hope because like, you know, a lot of people don't think like a small school player can make it out of them situations and stuff like that. And, you know, when I actually went to these all-star games I'm playing with some of these bigger names and stuff like that and I'm you know like just just like I was trying to tell like some of my teammates like you know they asked me like how they was and this and I'm like man football is football they just like us you know like everybody like everybody is human you know they just had a bigger school they just had a bigger chance bigger opportunity and stuff like that but you know like I'm just trying to show them like what you can do with the opportunities that that we're given at Urbana you know like it's a blessing to play college football because a lot of my homies and old teammates, you know, like they didn't get a chance to play football, you know, regardless of what level it is, you know. So, you know, I was talking to a scout man. The scout said, like, as long as you get in film, you're 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 good, you know, because they said the moment you stop getting film, then they said like your football career is basically over, you know. Yeah, I mean, film is the end all be all, especially in this process, especially this year with the pandemic canceling most pro days and NFL top 30 visits. They'll fall back and look at the film, no doubt about it. Um, and like you said, you're, you, you're kind of a, a trailblazer in a sense uh, for Urbana University, the football program, now going through this draft process. I mean, it's not every year you hear about a prospect coming out of Urbana University, but at the end of the day, if you can play, they'll find you. Um, we see it every year, no doubt about it. Um, what about your most memorable play that you've made throughout your collegiate career? It could be at the JUCO level, at the College of DuPage. It could, um, you know, even be in a practice of yours at McNeese or even this past season at Urbana, um, you know, going down the road 10, 15 years from now. What will be that first play that pops into your mind? Oh, man, uh, actually my play against Iowa Western in uh, junior college going against, like, Kai Loxley. Michael Loxley's son, uh, he used to coach at Alabama. He's the head coach at Maryland now. But, man, like, you know, that man was 6'4", fast. He was big, physical. And, 
no, when I met him in the hole, man, like I told you, like, I ain't scared of nobody, but you know, when I popped him and stuff, and I'm like, man, like that actually <laughs> felt good, like, you know, like, and just the whole thing of like, like the whole thing of like just the, just the competition, man, like competition, like excites me, man. Like, you know, that whole week we just kept hearing about iOS and iOS and like, you know, like they players are like, it's like a mini D one, like that school can beat a couple division one schools, man. Like, you know, it just bounced back all over and stuff. And, you know, like it was crazy. I was actually joking with my linebacker coach in junior college. You know, I actually played like 80 snaps that game. And, uh, you know, it was crazy because, uh, you know, I a good friend of Chris and, you know, he played, I mean, T. Gray played like 60, 80 snaps against Wisconsin one time. And then uh, I told him like, yeah, man, I, I want to play 80 snaps. And, you know, my coach told me like, man, be careful what you wish for. And like, <laughs> he was right because I ain't going to lie, like I was so tired after the game like man I had I played every position that game and like our, our linebackers was just dropping man so it's like I was really the, the only sturdy inside linebacker you know we had my my homie John John he played Sam you know they put him inside the box but you know playing outside the box and inside the block two different things you got to see the pools you got to see the blocks you got to see all that stuff man so you know it was it was a challenge for me but you know I, I really enjoyed it though it sounds crazy but I enjoyed it yeah, it sounds like you uh, really showed up for that one. Again, uh, Kai Loxley, of course, quarterback at UTEP, a former JUCO star there at Iowa Western. Uh, final question. It's a question we end all of our prospect interviews with, Joe, and that is let's say we have all 32 NFL general managers. They're listening to this very interview. Why should they want the linebacker Joe Marshall out of Urbana University via McNeese State and College of DuPage part of their team? I mean – you 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 want the underdog. I mean, you want. I mean, the best part about being an underdog is they never see you coming. And you know, it's just my character and my work ethic. Like I love to show up to work. Like this football, this fo- football is not a hobby to me. Like I actually treat it like a job. You know, like I've been treating it like a job for a long time. And you know, I'm just excited to get to the next level, no matter like what it takes to get there. Like I'm not gonna stop like that. Like, you know, like, just them knowing, like, my passion for this game, man. Like, like I can't even really explain it, man. But, you know, like, I know it's going to be a long journey, man. Because it's like it's been a long journey from Juco to Magnese to Urbana and stuff. And, you know, I'm just excited to get there. Because, like, once I get there, it's just the whole process of getting your foot in the door. Like, what do you do with your opportunity and stuff like that? And, you know, I ain't going to lie, once I get my foot in the door, I'm taking somebody's spot. Like, it's nothing personal. I know they got family to feed and stuff like that, but, you know, I do too, you know. Yeah, you've made the most of uh, every opportunity handed your way up to this point. Uh, You know, dealing with a lot of adversity. As you said, you would walk to College of DuPage and back home about three, four times a day at times. Um, And then, of course, going to McNeese, transferring down to the Division II level at Urbana University and making the most of that opportunity. Then you make the most of the uh, All-Star Game uh, opportunities as well, the National Bowl as well as the Dream Bowl. And uh, now here we are a week away from the 2020 NFL Draft. Joe, really appreciate you taking the time and wishing you all the best, man. Appreciate it, Chris, man. I thank you for having me on, man.